0: it says, uh, life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it shall eat of its fruits. And uh, I pray that we all love your word. Thank you for what you're going to do, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so, Pastor, first of all, um, I'd like to say, uh, express my heartfelt love to you. On the passing of your brother, your best friend. So, um, I can't imagine what it's been like the last couple of weeks for you. Um, And, uh, love you, man. Okay, so, last week's pastor spoke about the analogy of disappointment. Um, and it kind of had us focus in on uh, our thinking, and I had already had this message kind of pre-planned in my mind, uh, because I was supposed to come up and give the message at the end of this month, and um, all the things that had happened because of Pastor's brother passing, Um, you know, I asked him if I could kind of relieve some of the stress. Amen. And uh so today what I'm gonna talk about, you see in there in the bulletins, the analogy of words, I wanted to kind of fall behind Pastor and um talk about what precedes our our thinking is uh our words. Amen. Um this is uh to some, it might seem like a uh, maybe a secular message or motivational speech and things like that, but I definitely gonna back it up with scripture. So y'all just hold on. Um, but we have to deal with we we're in a constant battle today with the world, the flesh, and the devil. And um, you can have God's word come in at all different levels. Uh, sometimes you can get creative, but you have to stay with the word. Um, you know, you think about times where you're disappointed. Um, what what helps helps get you out of the quagmire of disappointment? A lot of times, sometimes there's, there's bitterness, there's guilt, there you're hurt, and all different types of things go on in, in our lives today. Um, we have loved ones that are ill and. Um we hear, We hear words, right? People encourage us, and they, they pray for us, and we hear the praise reports and um, things like that kind of help us get out of our quagmire and our disappointment and our guilt and our resentment. think about this, okay. for birthdays, for our holidays, for um the passing of a loved one even. What do we usually do? We give a card. What's in the card? Words. Encouraging words or disappointing words? Encouraging words. Encouraging words to help uplift us, right? Um, if, If you've trapped yourself by your agreement, and are caught by what you say. Follow the advice and save yourself, for you have placed yourself at your friend's mercy. Now swallow your pride. Go and beg to have your name erased. Don't put it off. Do it now. Don't rest until you do. Save yourself like a gazelle, escaping from a hunter, like a bird fleeing from a nest. Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. Proverbs 6, 2, and it says, be. But he answered and said, it is written, man should not live on bread alone, but only on bread. Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, Matthew 4, 4. I'd like to tell you guys something that uh, I learned many, many, many years ago. Um, you know, it's, it's not so much how much you know, it's what you Remember? As, as Christians specifically, um, it's not that you don't know enough, it's we tend to forget what we've heard, what we've seen, and in some cases even what we did. Uh, you don't continue to do or use what you know, you'll forget it. This is probably the biggest lesson I've ever learned. Um, and it's this. okay? It's real simple. Don't speak what you don't want. Speak what you want. That's it. Don't speak what you don't want. Speak what you want. Why? That's a great question. I'm glad you guys asked. Because our minds are like computers. Now, that might seem secular, but it's a simple term, and I think everybody can grasp that. Our minds are like computers. In James 3, chapter chapter 3, verse 7 through 10, it says, people can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless, evil, full of deadly poison, sometimes... It praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. One thing I've realized is that only God, through the Holy Spirit, can tame the tongue. But we have the Holy Spirit within us. But sometimes we don't tame the tongue. We have to change our computer programming. In other words, as pastor would say, we have to create a paradigm shift. First, when, when, pastor, when I first heard pastor say that years and years ago, he said... You need a paradigm shift. And I'm like, okay, what's the paradigm? Okay. It's a mental program that has almost exclusive control over our habitual behavior. I'll say that again. It is a mental program that has almost exclusive control over our habitual behavior. And almost all of our behavior is habitual. Now, a paradigm shift will create a new pattern or a path from our habitual behavior. And our old paradigm doesn't always like that. You see, it's, it's, if our paradigm doesn't change, nothing changes in our life. Things stay the same. You've you probably heard it said. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result. When our paradigms stay the same, nothing changes. When we create a paradigm shift, we decide to go towards what we want. In other words, we go into the unknown. Because if we knew how to get there, we'd already be there. Amen? Or we'd know how to get back there. A lot of times we go into the unknown and there's fear. Because we don't know. But if we work with faith and by faith, we can get there. We have to have a constant repetition of what we want in front of us or follow someone who will show us how to get there. Amen? Amen. That's why we have a pastor. It says in, in the word that we need a teacher. Right? When you get a new job, you have a supervisor or a boss or a manager that shows you exactly what to do and how to do it. And as long as you follow those directions and guidelines, you'll keep your job. Right? So who's our boss? God. What's his guidelines? His word. If we follow his word and instructions, we'll keep our job. (laughs) Our minds are a gift from God, and he wants us to use our minds to glorify him. He wants us to put proper programming in our mind. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws, and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. That's Romans 8, 5. You ever drive down the street or walk down the street or you're on something and you see people? It happened to me this morning. I was driving and I was just making a left-hand turn. Before I made the turn, I was at a stop sign. I stopped and the guy that was driving past, he was speeding, driving crazy. Now, it was cold this morning. It was probably 35, 36 degrees. He had all his windows down. Blasting music, and he's driving, looking sideways at me, doing this. I said, man, that looks godly. It, you, can, you, you don't have to be a doctor or a scientist or anything like that to know who's controlling who. You, can, you just look at people. You see their actions, because their actions speak louder than their words. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Isaiah 26.3. When our new paradigm agrees, check this out, when our new paradigm agrees with negative outcomes in our life, what happens is we screen out all positive input. In other words, we screen out what God, the Holy Spirit, is working at saying to us. When our new paradigm agrees with negative outcomes in our life. When we know that, we, in our conscious mind, we know, I shouldn't say that, I shouldn't think that, I shouldn't do that, and we do it anyway. We're basically blocking the Holy Spirit saying, no, I don't want to hear from you right now. The thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord. But the words of the pure are pleasant words. Proverbs fifteen twenty six. The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. Fifteen twenty eight. You can go through. You can go through Psalms. You can go through Proverbs. You, all throughout God's Word, He talks about the tongue, the speech, your words, and all this just. It's it's so vital in our life, our words. The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer. You ever are in a situation and you you, all of a sudden you you get frustrated and you just say something and it's just like, ooh, I wish I would have and you just it just you just let it fly. And sometimes you go, ooh, that felt good. I just got it off my chest. Who's actually saying that? Is that the Holy Spirit? Or is that the flesh? So we have to learn how to beat down, beat back the flesh. How does a person become like that? How does a person become ignorant, foolish, even financially destitute, arrogant, bitter, selfish? by telling themselves that they should make the choice of that outcome, and by worrying themselves to fear by taking that action and letting anxiety keep them in their paradigm, which is where they are comfortable, aka the comfort zone, I don't wanna do that because I just wanted to do it this way, and that's the way I wanted to do it. It's comfortable that way. God has equipped us to accomplish anything we want because he gives us the desires of our heart. Amen? If I tell myself I want to be a missionary, here's what happens. My computer goes, okay, input. I want to be a missionary. Now the programming for that new paradigm Starts shifting and starts to figure out ways of attaining what I want. Any of you all ever desired a car, a new car? It, I know, I'm looking right at it. I know Doug. Doug desires like real nice looking, fancy cars. You remember you always tell a story about the, your, your first real nice car, right? All right, and did it get stolen or something? Or? Okay, so, and, and you really wanted that car before you got it, right? So you did just about everything you could to get that car. Your mind started figuring out ways of how to pay for that car. And that's how we are. When, when, our, when, our, when That paradigm starts to go to work for us. All we have to do is say, God, I want you to take control of my life. Now, start figuring out how to allow God to continue taking control over difficult situations so that he can show through me when those situations happen. And someone watching can say, you know, I I watched you handle that situation. Man, that was, I would have never been able to do that. And you get an opportunity to turn around and say, you know what, it wasn't me, it was the Lord. It was the Holy Spirit working through me. The reason why we don't attain what we want most of the time is because we confess what we don't want. And that starts to shut down that new paradigm that you actually want it to happen. We get to a point where we get frustrated or we start telling ourselves it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I've I've got a... uh, uh, athletic background, so to speak. I wrestled in high school. I wrestled all four years. was the captain for the last two years. I went undefeated my last year in high school. And I like wrestling. I didn't know anything about it before I started and I just took on and I said, well, I like this. And we, were, we would be in the locker room and we would, we would hype ourselves up and we would tell ourselves, you know, we were gonna win. We were, the team was gonna win. And we were gonna just, we'd talk ourselves, did everybody win? No. But so what should we have told ourselves? Well, you might win. Can you imagine being in a locker room full of folks and y'all getting ready to go out and play a team? And yeah, we might lose tonight, guys. No, you tell yourselves probably some words that I don't want to mention from the pulpit. (laughs) You know, you unsaved athletics or maybe even some saved athletic people and they tell themselves whatever it is to to, to get them in the mindset of winning. We allow into our conscious mind through what we read, watch, listen to. Social media is so influencing today. So much information at our fingertips. We allow things to kind of block the blessings. How many times during the week do you find yourselves filtering out what you read, watched, or saw, or even listened to? How many times? I mean, you ever, a a radio or TV or maybe even something through social media flash on your phone, and and you see something, you go, whoa, let me get through that. Let me block that. It's almost like, how many of you all get those robocalls? This is election time, so I know a majority of you all has got them, you know. Tony Pripwinkle and all, all, you know who you're voting for and all this stuff, and you, you block that because it's a robocall. You make sure that you don't get those calls. We could do that with our mind concerning ungodly things. Amen. When something pops up, when a when a when a commercial pops up, <coughs> gentlemen, when a commercial pops up and it's a half-nude lady, you know, advertising um, soda pop. No, not even, not even that deep. Not even underwear. You know, you can almost, you, you can't, but you can almost justify a half-nude lady in underwear on a commercial because that's what she's advertising, right? But if it's a, regardless, whatever she's advertising, she's half-nude, turn it off. Turn the channel. Don't let your mind go there. Filter it out. Bam, filter, filter it out. Right? Someone's, someone's around you, you're in an area, you're in an environment where you, you're actually there, you're doing some work, and they're doing a lot of cussing and stuff. You just filter it out. Just, man, I'll rebuke it. Get it out, man. Don't let that stuff stay in there. Don't let that stuff start programming your thoughts. To, be, to allow it to be acceptable, don't, don't let it stay there. Do you find yourself rejecting harmful programming throughout the day? Because remember, we're in a war zone. Flesh, the devil, and the world. They're not going to let up. Why? Because they want to take control. A tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You broad of snakes. How could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in the heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasure of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasure of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. Matthew twelve, thirty-three through thirty-seven. It is not what enters into the mouth that defiles a man, but what proceeds out of the mouth that defiles a man. But the things that proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and those defile the man. That was Matthew fifteen, eleven, and Matthew fifteen, eighteen. Reputation is key. So I understand last week during the ladies' meeting that uh, Cynthia Slater recommended all the women to have a confession card. Is that right? Did she say that? Or did I just hear that? Or was she just saying a confession? I was down there eavesdropping. Hopefully she won't listen to this. I believe in confession cards. It doesn't necessarily have to be a card. You can have it on your phone and it should alert you multiple times a day throughout the week. It's a great way of keeping what you want to remember it in front of you. It's a great way. Quick example think about this I'm a child of God. I'm blessed to be a blessing to others. God's in control of every situation. I will achieve my goals today because with God, all things are possible. If someone or something gets in my way, I will go around it, under it, over it, or through it. I will make God look good today by my actions. Imagine saying something like that every day, maybe even multiple times a day. You can customize a a confession card however you want. But imagine telling yourself good things every single day, building yourself up. Through God's word. Imagine that. One last thing. This pastor would say. I have an acronym for you. The word is CRAFT. C-R-A-F-T. The C stands for cancel. Cancel old negative input. In other words, rebuke it. The R's replace, replace it with a paradigm shift, with positive input. A is affirm, your new mindset. Affirm your new mindset. Make some confession cards that tell you who you are and whose you are with scripture to inf- reinforce it. F, focus. Focus on the positive. Don't speak what you don't want. Speak only what you want. T, train. Train yourself in your new paradigm. Repetition is key. We can't unsee, unhear, or unfeel negative from our past but we can dilute it with grace, mercy, and love. Psalms 145, 21 says, my mouth will speak the praise of the Lord, and all flesh will bless his holy name forever and ever. And as I close, Isaiah says, so shall my word be, that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. In Romans ten nine through 13, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved, for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. As the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are made the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call upon him. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's pray. Father, thank you this morning for your word and what it has to say and how important it is for us to get your word inside of us. As we draw near to you, you will draw near to us. And our lives can be pleasing to you and honoring to you. Not to ourselves, but to you. And Lord, just continue to discipline us so that we can make you look good, so that your light can be shined and that we can be beacons of hope in this dark world. We know this is not our home, but you want us to make a difference in it. Thank you for what you're going to do. and pray for everyone that leaves out of here to see this morning that they uh, have a safe travel home. Thank you for your word, in Jesus Christ. Amen. Bridle my tongue.